Hey guys, today we've got Corey and Laura on the podcast. Corey's actually a stroke survivor and had an amazing story that we go into a little bit and I actually give you guys the link for the best podcast to get that details from start to finish because he goes over it really, really well on the podcast that actually introduced me to his story. So I'm really looking forward to getting into this with you guys. Laura's transition from the banking industry into the cannabis industry just recently and we go over some of the details of that transition. All in all, you guys, it's a great podcast. You're going to have a good about hour length of uh, information to sit back and enjoy. Definitely let me know what you guys think down in the comments and if you guys are just checking this out on audio, please don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast. For now, cheers and I'll let you guys sit back and enjoy this conversation. How are you guys doing today? Hey, what's happening? There we go. You're coming through nice and clear. Looks like you've got a little bit nicer weather where you guys are than where I am. <laughs> yeah, it's too nice. We don't get any rain. Yeah, we just started getting our rain right now. We've got two days scheduled. We definitely needed it. What part of Canada are you? Uh, so I'm two and a half hours north of Edmonton. So geographically, okay. I'm in the center of Alberta. Right. Okay. Perfect. They consider it northern Alberta because it's North Edmonton. Yeah, we know. I mean, our our son he's a um, he's a map freak. So we yeah we know all the providences of Canada. <laughs> yeah, and the territories. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different setup than uh, what you guys have down there, and there's a lot more area that we get in some of our t provinces and territories, right? Like it's. Yeah. So how did you hear the, the story? How, how did uh, I, I land on your doorstep exactly? Um, so the homegrown podcast, I, oh, yeah. I listened to his, I wouldn't say regularly, but I just, I was coming through and I got back into listening to my podcast and I, it was one of the first ones of his that I listened to. And as soon as I got about halfway through, I'm like, okay, you're talking with the same type of passion and respect for the plant and the support the cannabis can provide that I do um, because yeah. I'm a PTSD victim from EMS. So yes. I worked EMS and I was a part of a volunteer fire service that had a very large fire. We actually had a very large fire come through my town when I was really young and I was a part of that. So for me, my first introduction was after a workplace accident within EMS which ended up being kind of my end of career within the EMS side of things injury. And yeah. I introduced cannabis afterwards and found relief from it. And then I've just really started learning on the medicinal side of things. So when I come across anybody who has that same type of, it, it's almost more yeah. of a respect for the plant versus yeah. an appreciation because it, it's done so much. Right. We absolutely understand the people that we're currently like uh, uh, surrounding ourselves with are the exact same people that you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a small circle. Uh, well, it's, hopefully it's getting bigger. But, um, you know, I mean, we're, uh, that's what we're trying to do is teach them. Sorry about that. All right. Um, I'd rather it happen right at the beginning before we really get into anything before <laughs> like the middle or the end because then it's just 
a whole different crapshoot. So I was just really glad it wasn't something that I was going to have to figure out. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was as soon as you started talking, I got just that long vibration sound coming through my mic. And I'm like, oh, of course, right as soon as we get going, computer crashes because I got to you need to restart and update this just 10 minutes ago. And I knew I didn't have time for that. So <laughs> it made time for it. So <laughs> you guys were talking about um, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Like you said, well, yeah, people were attracted to that. Uh, uh, they saw that in us and the way we speak about it. Yeah. And, and, they were attracted to that and we were attracted to them for the same reason. Yeah. So we're currently partnering, partnering with a, a, a really cool group of people. Well, in, in, um, in California, it's uh, Orange County Normal. It's uh, like a nonprofit uh, to normalize uh, plant medicine. Oh, that dog's going to be an issue, huh? That's all right. All right. But uh, yeah, so we're getting really involved with uh, that, and and basically their mission is to uh, uh, change the laws uh, on the books, or you know, and because it's legal in Canada, but it's not here, so we gotta uh, we gotta make the change, right? We're not federally it, legal, so we always run the risk of, of right trouble. Oh yeah, right. It's it's legal in our state. Yeah, but it's not federally legal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are uh, Canadian banks able to take advantage of the uh, cannabis? Uh, are they able to bank? So you... there is a lot of heavy regulation around it, but the bank, a lot of the banks will accept cannabis-based industry. So, like me personally, with um, a promotions company where I'm an affiliate to the cannabis industry. I have no issues, but the second that you put hands on the actual product, yeah, they have issues. So yeah. It, yeah. because they become immediately restricted because uh, like there's certain transfers that they aren't allowed to have access to. And it, it all falls right. into the, the regulation and it does vary a little bit from province to province because there are some yeah. provinces that have a little bit heavier regulation than others. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yep. Exactly. Sorry. Oh, no <laughs> right, so perfect. with you guys being based in California, the med, um, the medical right, uh, not the medical recreation, the medical regulations have been in place since 96, correct? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it started out just medical and then it went recreational and, um, uh, that's kind of where they it, it really switched to um, let's tax it like a whole bunch and let's get rich off this uh, legalization. Yeah, and they kind of taxed it so much so that that they um, just created this huge black market because people were going to grow and sell because um, it's legal and and yeah they they created just a a where it should be open and legal to get everywhere and at, at, at cost. They just they added like thirty five percent tax on it. you know like it's a city tax, a state tax, then it's a surcharge tax, and and by the time you walk out the door, your twenty five dollar aid is like thirty six dollars, you know. Right. So so for us, like for me and like the uh, 
you know, can kind of uh, education consultancy um, thing that I'm doing. It's hard to to get people who have been longtime cannabis users to want to go into the dispensaries and buy actual medicine because it's so much more expensive. So it's really unfortunate, which is um, one of the reasons we work with normal to to help with that, especially they do they do pay a lower tax if they're a medical patient, but it's still like, you know, yeah, it's still really high. And one, one of the sponsors that I that I, I chose um, was one, an inexpensive, um, you know, not, not, not I wouldn't call it cheap weed because they're doing an excellent job of it. But uh, Coastal Sun, but yeah, it's like twenty two dollars an eighth. So the price point is right for the people. You know, you don't get, and it's exceptional. I mean, I would put it against some uh, some $50 indoor flower. It's outdoor But you have to get organic. it to the people to understand right. that it's a better product and it's tested. Right. And- yeah, it comes down to the testing, right? Because yeah. you want the, uh, you want the test, because uh, the plant will pick up heavy metals. You want to talk about that? Well, the one yeah. good thing about, I didn't vote. I personally voted against legalization in California because I knew what was going to happen. Um, I think everyone in our space kind of knew, but some of them thought, well, it, at least we'll get our foot in the door and we'll be legal and then we can work on the rest. I think that I, I think that we should have worked those things out before we legalized. Um, and then there's other issues, too, like uh so like employment, so they do drug testing for employment, right? And then, um, yeah, as as a requirement, like to get the job, right? But um, but that doesn't mean that you were high at the time, you know, you weren't using at the time, you know, you should be able to use off off work hours, just like anybody that would drink. And, you know, you don't, you're not, you're not allowed to be drunk on the job. So why are we testing them? Like to see if they did ever use marijuana, they, we should use a test to see if they're high now. So we, we just uh, lobbied the um, California, like on a bill. Yeah. To change that. So that, um, you know, uh, that won't be a requirement to get a job anymore. You know, yes, that if there is a work accident, yeah, we're all for uh, testing the person, you know, uh, and and of course, you know, we don't recommend that you uh, be at high at a job and some jobs uh, lend itself to be high, but but others don't. So, you know, a painter and a writer, they can they can get away with it. Right. Comes in Um, like we were talking about with the state. It was great. for everybody that they legalized and you're able to go buy it. Um, But I think the only really good thing that came out of us legalizing was requiring the testing and that we can get a certificate for every product that is legally sold and see exactly what's in it. I mean, find out that, I mean, it even lists lists terpenes and everything. So people can really figure out um, what they need, like which ones work for their pain or their anxiety. Right. So that part of legalization was um, yeah. The was more really I learn about and I and I want to um, disagree with my husband who said that oh. yeah you shouldn't be getting work at high high at work. Sorry, um, but you can medicate at work. I mean, people are taking Xanax, so yeah, you can microdose cannabis. It's medicine, and it's not going to affect your job. It's going to help yeah. you to um, right. I'm living the whole paradigm. Yeah. 
Yeah. That yeah, that dominant paradigm is if you're high, you can't work. Right. right? That's that's and not I, real. I specifically buy workweed, right? Because I, I I want sativa. I want to. I don't need to sit on the couch. I need to get things done. My mind's sharp thinking. I don't um, necessarily need the the dull, mindless, uh, you know, thoughtless couch potato type, you know, heavy indicas. You know, I do like that at a certain time of day. Don't get me wrong. I won't pass it up, but it's not my preferred method for starting out in my morning. Uh, like my cup of coffee is, um, you know, some, some, some nice jumpy sativa <laughs> that most people usually can't handle because it's too much, uh, too much, uh, pep in their step, you know, but, um, that's me. That's, that's what I, my ter- profile likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my endocannabinoid. Well, you know, everybody's different. So. Yeah, and and that therein lies that thank God they um, put the terps in that profile because yeah, as you get more experience and all you have to do is write down the strains that you like that you literally uh, start with that and then go research that on Leafly right and and identify the major cannabinoids that are like keep on popping up on the strains that you like, you know, if you like purple punch and wedding cake and, you know, and fatso, you're going to be leaning towards mercy. And, and, you know, what's the other one? Um, I don't know. What's a heavy, heavy, a a beta caryophylline, right. Or uh, where, you know, some of the others, um, you're not going to want that in your profile because that's going to slow me down and, and cloud my mind or whatever it does. So as you get more, um, uh, we're trying to show everybody to become a, a better user. Yeah. And, and to, to get the outcomes you want, you know, b- back in the day, we just bought a bag. I didn't know like this week, if he was going to have hyper sativa or is he going to have heavy indica? In fact, we didn't even have a name for it. We, we just show up, give him 30 bucks, whatever he had. It could be weird Mexican smashed, CD like oh man we got some we're bad from stuff. the eighties yeah you know, like stem <laughs> some bad stuff. What you got. yeah mold <laughs> yeah oh god man Bugs. we saw some bad stuff but mm-hmm. so the ability nowadays that we're getting down to uh, and they're talking about um, separating the terps now and actually having um, I, I'm not sure how they're going to do that how they're going to deliver it probably in a tincture but. Yeah, they're actually talking about, you know, getting into separating terps. I don't know. The future is quite nice. And then, and not only that, I went to the Cannabis Science Conference lately. And um, the, and their, the ability to identify um, um, markers in your body that react to canna- cannabinoids um, was was one of the presentations that I went to and, and they hadn't previously had a test to be able to identify what um, cannabis was doing medically in your body. And um, yeah, it just needs funding. Basically they, they, they're at the press, you know, they're at the beginning of, uh, you know, this is all brand new medicine, right? So, and um when yeah, when did they discover the endocannabinoid system? It's yeah, I mean, it's just not yeah, it's the nineties, right? Yeah, and so and then it took a while before. Uh, so most of the studies are coming out of Israel because uh, they can study it uh, better over there. The legality is not an issue. Yeah, in fact, they do it for the PTSD for the uh, 
for the uh, um, soldiers. Yeah. In fact, it's it's well known as a part of the recovery process. Well, and that's that's exactly yeah. why why I yeah. utilize it with my with with my stuff, right? Um, and right, one of the biggest takeaways from what you guys were saying that I actually ended up talking with some of the family members that I had in that are um, first responders as well, being firefighters, talking about the use of cannabis and kind of a point that we we came to was there's two different levels when you're using it. There's medicated. And then there's high. You can be medicated throughout the day and be fully functional. It's allowing you to experience and enjoy your life without the issues that it helps you just deal with. It's not taking them away. You're not removing yourself or disassociating yourself from day-to-day life. You're just easing a little bit of stress, pain, anxiety, depression there's wide array of things that you can use it for and then right. there's that next level where it's the high where if you have days where it's a flare-up where you need that next kind of support the dissociative level where most of the people on the recreational side because almost anybody who's using cannabis is medicating with cannabis of in one way or another they're going directly to stage two because they don't need that baseline the day-to-day function which for someone like me and someone like you we use that baseline and we were medicated throughout the day and then we get high when we need that little extra kick exactly yeah exactly yeah um somebody recently um we were having that conversation you know is cannabis recreational or is it medical like you have to be on one side or the other and she believes it's nutrition and when you start looking at it like that you're just giving your body what it needs at that moment to come to balance and then if you need a little bit more sometimes you need a little yeah more. sometimes you need a little more and listen that that the person that joins the regular world uh, that that may need a little bit more is a better person for it well you know we're, we're talking about like uh people that are less anxiety le- uh, you know less angry um, easier to um communicate and um, much more happy and and fulfilled and i don't i don't know it's it's hard to believe that that there's such a stigma against um still hanging around you know that uh reefer madness put a, a really good um spin on um, that older generation and we i'm having a hard time well i'm not having a hard time because i just got my um aunt and my my mom on um some edibles and they have gotten the best sleep of their life Eight-year-olds. Yeah, five a five milligram uh, THC with CBN for the uh, sleep factor, and man, man, they're telling me that, that that they haven't had sleep like that for a long time. They're having happy dreams, happy dreams. Yeah. So anyhow, it's there surprising what low dose you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my parents, yeah, it's. Yeah, that's a long. That's another story. You come back for a second video for that. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, and like you said, like low dose is, is definitely a huge appeal for the Canadian market because we're restricted to 10 milligrams of package for all the edibles. Okay. Uh, so if you want, yeah, we thought, we, 10, we thought it was bad at 100. Yeah. And yeah. when it, when it legalized it, they used to, have, before that, they had like 500 edibles, you know, 
But can you? Wow. So you really do have to microdose, which actually is good yeah, for it is good. Yeah, right. It is good. So, um, so therefore, what you you have to grow your own and then make your own uh, brownies and stuff, or I mean that. So, for, so you have an illegal market there for edibles, right? Is that what's going on there? because oh, absolutely. We, yeah, okay. like for, for people Canada, like their heavy we, edibles. For Canada, we call it a lot. Um, like for me, I would refer to it as the legacy and the legal yeah. market because right. it's it's there's at one point a lot of the guys were growing for medical people with their AMC PR. Essentially, I can't. I always mess up the acronym, but their medical mm-hmm. license and under their medical license, they're allowed to grow for people. So they'd get right. that approval, provide for those people, and then you'd start to see while well, the extras pop up on online shops. Yes. So it's the, mm-hmm. there's some support to the medical patients there, but there's also, well, I got to make a little cash if I can. Right. So that legacy market is still very much thriving. And I would say we've converted maybe 60% of the consumers over to utilizing the legal market, but maybe 10% of 10% of them have gone to purely legal market. Right. A lot of people use legacy when they're, oh, well, I'm going to be going up into the bush for two months. I'm not going to go and spend uh, dispensary-based prices on a quarter pound. I'll just order it right. offline because I can get it for the same price as two ounces at the shop. Right. Correct. But, yeah. I mean, that's what we're fighting here. Right? Yeah. And we're it's, fighting here. Yeah. Because the inner city, they got like I, I, I know a friend there, and he was just hitting me up, man. He's like, oh man, I got all the goods, whatever you want, like for um, you know, sixty, seventy dollars an ounce or whatever. So, and really, you can't beat that for an ounce, you know, ten dollars an eight. They were talking about, yeah. And um, yeah, the cheapest at the at the store is pretty much eighteen, I think, is about. And then the tax. So you walk out the door at like 26. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge difference. Yeah. You know, um, well, I mean, the main thing for us was how clean is it? You know, for us, um, that the testing is worth it, right? Because um, it picks up heavy metals and picks up uh, other things. And we're too, we're too old for that. <laughs> so, yeah. So we end up growing our own. Right. We don't we don't grow a lot, um, you know, usually uh, less than six plants, but six plants will uh, give you a lot, a lot to trim. Yeah, <laughs> too exactly. much. Yeah. So, I mean, um, we we don't necessarily have to grow um, for for um, our medication, but we do because we like um, strain specific tinctures. So we want to do um, our specific strains for the which is wedding cake is our main one. Yeah for um a sleep tincture um and we make a whole bunch out of just a couple ounces um and uh last month what about that last about six months i think yeah so anyhow um that's that's about the most cost saving thing that we do but other other than that we usually get it from the legal market but i i'm involved with um we have a Okay, so uh, when they did the dispensary laws here, um, when we went recreational, um, they're only allowed allowed one year shelf life on the uh, herb. So after a year, they have to pull it, you know. So and and then 
that herb was getting wasted. And and so the uh, the group that Orange County Normal that I'm getting involved with, they um, they were proponents of the SB 34 program that allows uh, the dispensaries to write off the um, and donate that cannabis to medical patients. So they they get the write off. Then the cannabis doesn't get, um, you know, um, I think they were just incinerating. It. Yeah. So and then, so <laughs> now we're, so they're actively looking for medical patients. And most of what they have going right now is uh, Weed for Warriors project. So a whole bunch of vet, because the, the vet programs are really um, huge around here. And there's just, just so many different programs. And so it went straight into the vets and, um but they're looking to expand outside of the veterans group. So I'm going to start a, a brain injury group. Yeah. That gets a, um, a donation of cannabis at the, at the end of the uh, support group. So that should be interesting. And then my wife is starting um, a plant education program. You want to fill them in on that? Yeah. So okay. um, my story, I was um, in banking for 23 years Um just started feeling over the last few years, like I had to get out. I couldn't be an open cannabis user. Every time I talked about it um, with anyone, I would have to like revert to CBD because it's the only thing anyone, you know, wasn't afraid of. And being in a bank here, you, you run the risk of, of being under suspicion of money laundering. Um, and when they see somebody that's in the cannabis world working at the bank, they, they're going to have their eye on you or whatever, you know? So I just was absolutely uncomfortable. I couldn't be myself. I couldn't be authentic. I had to watch what I posted online and everything. And then, in fact, I had to watch what I posted. Right. Right. And then being somebody who is like, um, so in love with the plant and wanting to share that with with the world and not being able to, I had to get out. Right. Um, so I, um, I left, I had um, a few plans, but not really. Um, we <laughs> saved up some money. We figured we could live for a few months until I figured out what I was going to do. And amazingly, um, right. As within a couple of weeks of me yeah. leaving, um, this opportunity came on me to partner in this new company. And it's just amazing. Um, so we're called Plant Edge. We're a cannabis education consultancy. Um, we bring cannabis uh, workshops to dispensaries um, and teach new consumers about the different ways that we give them a quick rundown of the endocannabinoid system and terpenes. And um, we, uh, we compare um, the cannabis plant to other plants that they use medicinally, like chamomile tea and lavender and those kind of things to make them comfortable with it. Um, and then we teach them the five ways you can consume, you know, flour, vape, edibles, topicals, concentrates. Um, where, where our first workshop is next month, July. Uh, we already have a really big interest. It's, we feel like we, we've already grown out of control and we haven't even started, you know, so um, it's, it's just really great. And that opportunity to bring that um, kind of knowledge to um, new consumers, we're focusing on older people. Our target really are women, you know, kind of 35 to 55 age range yeah. that are now being, you know, prescribed so many. Yeah, get them off meds, get them off alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, 
you're talking to two very heavy drinkers. We were very heavy into the drinking. We yeah. RSO happily now. We don't even look at the alcohol anymore. It's like, you want some RSO? Yes, I would like some. And then that, and, then, and that's her fight. And then the next day we wake up refreshed and ready to go. You know, when, you know that next morning, yeah. uh, there's none of that. There's none of that. I, I, re- I don't kind of don't <laughs> like to, I'm not an anti-drinker and I don't think if you drink that yeah. you have it, there's yeah. anything wrong right, with that. Right. But I do think if you wonder if you should be drinking or not, you probably shouldn't be. And I'll be glad to help you use cannabis. Thank you. That's a good, get that, was, that was well put. Yeah, thank you. I know a lot of people that can just drink a glass of red wine and I wish that was me, but I need to drink the bottle of red wine. So <laughs> cannabis helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, those, those are actually two really great stories too. And especially um, when did you transition from the banking into the cannabis and like for timing, did it, how did it correlate with um, Corey's stroke? Well, this just happened for me. It's just this past January. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, she's I, right in the middle I think of like it. January 3rd or something was my last day of work. Yeah. Oh, and wow. then I just went full fledged in. So I'm, yeah, I'm totally like brand new and excited, you know, to, to move forward. Yeah. The launch is when the, like very soon, right? Yeah. July 16th. There you go. Um, Corey's stroke, what, what are we at two years now? Or it's starting. Yeah. It's weird. It was 2019, May 2019. It's, it's really what made me want to share though. It, it got me looking to leave my job for sure. We had been going to, um, some different little seminars and um, I'm like kind of I like education I I do I'll do any like you got a webinar for me I'll sit through it doesn't really matter what it is I'm just like that I'm kind of an info gatherer so we were going to like these little workshops we had gone to one on how to make edibles um and then we had gone to one on CBD and autism um and that's the one that that really started everything because when Corey had this stroke. That's the dispensary I called to ask for help because I, I believed that CBD could probably help. I just, you know, we knew really good things about it from the autism um, perspective. I knew it was like an anti-inflammatory and I kept thinking that his brain was probably inflamed and we had to stop it. Um, so I called um, her name, Shelly, Shelly McKay at Cannabis Works and um, she met me at the shop the next day and, and really explained the different products and got us on a thing. And then Corey just had really, you know, miraculous recovery from his stroke. He healed so quickly from it yeah. um, and really came back physically stronger. And it really made me think, you know, this is amazing. It's helped us with autism in our family. It's helped yeah. the stroke. Um, right. It's yeah, funny, I mean, before I, we ever it, gave it to our son, we, we learned about CBD back in 2014. We watched the um, documentary on Charlotte and learned all about CBD and epilepsy. Um, and so then when we, when we found out that um, our son's autism had something to do with inflammation on the brain, we started on CBD. Yeah. Um, I tested it first. I wanted to take it for a month because I didn't know anything about it. And I didn't know if it was a drug and it was very new and nobody was using it except on TV. So I just didn't really know. I had to order it online. 
So I decided I would take it for a month. And at the end of that month, I realized that the tendonitis I had in my wrist was gone. I didn't have that anymore. I was like, mind blown. Um, Yeah. So yeah, so that was my go-to. And then by that time, I mean, with Corey being healed, that was our third thing. We knew we had to go hard on plant medicine and tell people about it. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why the pharmaceutical companies are fighting because, you know, they want to keep you at 40, 50% um help and so that you're continually dependent on that next prescription but i you know and they they don't want you fully recovered i got a full recovery like i had a very unique stroke uh pontine stroke which is a brain stem stroke and um only 10 percent get a full recovery and when they say full recovery they just meant like you can take care of yourself you know meaning you could get get to the bathroom you can get to the kitchen i, I don't even think they they mean driving i think it, it, be, it was really basic yeah they they definitely don't mean like high level balancing and uh, uh surfing yeah surfing <laughs> right yeah that was not included in the, in fact they said that i might be able to walk again you know um yeah it was the same stroke luke perry had uh it, yeah, the, I don't want to go over the statistics. They're they're really really kind of grim. So um, yeah, basically the the government knows about it because there's a, a patent on it. Um, you, it's U.S. government patent six six three zero five zero seven B one. So if you want to look that up, uh, stroke rehab and CBD uh, and everything in there says it could be beneficial. Seems to be like our studies on mice show miraculous things could happen. Yeah, more study needs to be uh, taken, and it needs to be taken into consideration. So I was, um, I used that as my call to, um, you know, I everybody knew a guy in high school. I was that guy, you know. So when it came time to call uh, for plant medicine, I'm, I am your man. Like I, I knew it would change change our like relationship because uh, you know we'd be in uh, end up on podcasts like this <laughs> but um it it was so important it was too important yeah that yeah that we changed our whole trajectory yeah we're right in the middle of that change too and it's really refreshing and um we're finally living our authentic life and we're um presenting ourselves to the world in that way and um you know, if we lose some friends because of that, so be it. I mean, I didn't, I don't suppose that they're real friends if they're not supporting everything about you. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we couldn't be happier and we're really excited for the future that this, uh, plant edge and, you know, cause I, cause I, not only does she have an education company, but I get to speak for that <laughs> the education company. So that really kind of lends into, uh, you know, I had never been a public speaker. Like I was kind of thrust into it. Um, so, and then the pandemic hit, right? So the pandemic hit right after I recovered and I was, start, I, I maybe did two speaking engagements right before the pandemic and then everything, the world shut down, right? And it was, um, it was kind of hard to keep my story alive. Um, I was wondering if the, that moment had passed um, but somehow like just like one interview leads to another I just it, I don't care how big or small the person is because it, it it meant to, more to me to get the message out so I just take anything yeah I'm still doing that I, I yeah 
And I'm so glad that you had mentioned the homegrown podcast. I, yeah, Chronic. He's a yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, I liked him. Yeah, those guys. Um, I'm really in with the homegrown uh, crew. They helped film some of the stuff. My like a couple uh, little uh, film things that we did together, and so I really appreciate uh, their help and uh, and and passing my story along yeah so. they helped you get your name yeah. out in the beginning yeah mm -hmm. and then i did that film with uh, kyle cushman uh, which was really cool he came to my house and uh, he's yeah. a prolific grower here in the united states uh, yeah, yeah there's i've he's been a pretty big staple on a handful of the podcasts that i listen to okay just, just because yeah. he is like he's one of the guys that are kind of making yeah. moves Royalty. right now in the in the in the major worldwide based industry not just right, right. not just california exactly. right because right. i hear when i'm talking to the growers up here i still hear a handful of them reference him or do you see yes. that he was right it's just any of the big growers there's that respect mm -hmm. amongst them right yeah he's and, like a, he's a rock star yeah. for sure in this yeah. world yeah, i fangirled yeah. a little bit when i got home and he was in my yard yeah yeah i was like it was weird <laughs> you know that film is tougher than the, that it looks i mean it's so well, you know it's just so much booms and like lighting and so uh, can't and you know like the microphones and i don't know it got to be a lot and then um yeah so I, it was kind of a it was a moment that I won't ever forget. Yeah, filming in my backyard, right over there. In fact, we filmed right over there. And we got to go to the premiere on like oh, a yeah. top in Hollywood. Right. It was, just, it was wild. Yeah, I was on a, we were like, I was on a like movie place? screen or whatever. That was crazy. Yeah, it was wild. We're not, we're not really ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> we are it's so funny the guy hasn't stopped talking the whole time he's yeah, ready I, <laughs> it's well it's i i like when stories can just come out genuine like this and it's just that continuous flow and it, one thing leads into another because when i get going on when i'm talking to people i'm very similar right it's just you, you don't really want to stop and ask a question because it's going to be answered in the next couple of minutes or it's going to be hinted at or nudged at over the next little bit and you can ask it and it'll kind of wrap everything up nicely. So yeah. I definitely understand that because it's seems to be something that's common in people who've used cannabis as that medication. And it's truly made a difference because it's not just that we're utilizing it for that medicine side, but we're advocating for it on all levels of you don't even need to be using the THC just, light dose cbd to help you sleep or to help you like you guys were saying your tendonitis your arthritis like all, just the daily kind of ailments that people get as they age and their body just gets worn down because you use it every day it's going to wear out it it's surprising how much support can just be given to the education side that isn't really there right now and it's awesome to see that you guys are really exploding yeah, with that yeah and it's something yeah, that it we definitely need to see up here as well right yeah there, there's a huge uh, need for um education yeah because we realize that that we're in the minority we 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 know that there there's a lot of people that smoke that aren't out yet so that that we know that that's a group that we can definitely um, do our outreach to and inform that. But then there's another group that doesn't use it at all that 
we'd like to get to to um, get them off off meds because what we've seen um, and this you can't really get off all all meds. I mean, I mean, there are certain yeah. There's within reason, within reason, yeah. And, and that's a new job, a new job uh, field opening for people that are like cannabis coaches that are willing to um, help people get off meds. That I'm, I've met a couple of people that are entering that space, and um, well. Yeah, so I just met um, yeah. I just met a woman on Sunday. I went to an event with the Sisters of the Valley, which are a group of um, they. Have you heard of them? They grow I, hemp I've heard here of them, but Col- but you can you can let people know about them because it's a, they're an amazing group. They're <laughs> really amazing. They live in Merced, up in Northern California, on a twenty acre farm, and they grow hemp and and they just did this quick five day. They called it the Green Tour, and they came down the coast and and spoke about. Um, how hemp cleans the um, soil. That's kind of their mission right now is they, they pass out free hemp seeds and tell you to go clean up your backyard, um, basically. But um, one of the sisters um, is from Tijuana and she's actually studying with a doctor in Barcelona and is about to have a doctorate in cannabis dosing, which is incredible. It was just so interesting. I couldn't yeah. believe it. So that yeah. is really so the cool. future of cannabis is bright. It's very yeah, bright. and it's just beginning, guys. The science behind mm-hmm. it, um, all the proof that you need for your mom to tell them that you know you were right, and they were. <laughs> it's all coming. It's all coming. It will. You know, I'm not to say I'm not a naysayer. I'm not. I'm not here to like punk somebody or whatever. But I'm just saying that the science behind why it makes us feel good and why our bodies react to it um, is all coming forth and it will be here within a matter of years and yeah it will be a great movement to be a part of so i'm really so happy that my illegal like pot smoking in the 80s is turning into like a um like a proponent for the leaf you know um in 2022 i can't i really can't believe it's taking so long yeah but um but you know nevertheless i'm certainly glad to be a part of the um the movement. I hope I get to speak on a national level. That's what really uh, what I want to. Global. Uh, yeah. You're well, global right now. Uh, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do you have any other uh, questions uh, <laughs> that uh, we didn't hit on? Well, you guys, you guys covered a huge amount because we did get to go and do that little bit of dispensary comparison right at the beginning, which is always awesome, just to let people know that there's issues in other markets. Like <laughs> you, you look, cause there's a lot of comparisons that we hear is, Oh, well, the States is just wide open. It's like, ah, not really. They're, yeah. they're wide open when you get to certain portions of the regulations where we have heavy regulations throughout, but their banking system is a, is chaos yeah. when it comes to the cannabis, depending on state to state, it's yeah. all cash based. Colorado is the only one that has something set up to where it's like an ATM function in the dispensaries. And that's just because I heard from somebody who lived in yeah. Colorado about that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And 80, like 80% of the cities uh, won't allow dispensaries. So um, wide open is not, um, yeah, wide open for the illegal market. Yes. But wide open for the legal market. No, they only get certain. Yeah. It's just now starting to open up to um, other cities that are um, willing to accept it. Um, But that hasn't been the case. um, it's just now starting in a couple of, the only city legally in Orange County to buy is uh, Santa Ana and Santa Ana is pretty much in the center of Orange County so it it's within a half an hour drive from everywhere but um, you know who's gonna drive a half an hour when there's an, an illegal shop right down the street you oh, know exactly. so and, and it, you know and what the they, way, they don't our, know they yeah, don't those know those illegal markets are also right. It's this. Uh, sometimes it's the same pot from the shop. They have too much. A brand will actually open up an illegal shop. So if you know, right. you can get a deal. But otherwise, there. Well, we don't know if those consumers actually think it's legal because it looks like a legal shop and pot's legal in California. So they put the two yeah. to two together that it's a legal shop. But um, uh, pot's only legal in Santa Ana. So like it's not uh, yeah and as soon as they get shut down they just move like they have about six different places they just keep on popping yeah i wouldn't doubt if they own those six locations and they just keep on moving it but anyhow we we are fighting the battle against taxes to bring you know and they don't they would people would scream if you put a 36 percent um tax on alcohol they would go crazy. Oh. Yeah, they would go nuts. So our our taxes about lowering hidden. the taxes. You know, it is yours. Our our taxes all hidden into the product uh, cost, so okay. people don't know how much you're paying. Uh, so uh, like, it's you guys see the thirty six percent on your receipt, yeah. correct? Yeah, they break it all down. It's like three different taxes. What, what wasn't there also a cultivation tax? Yeah, there there is a cultivation tax that they were charging the grower on every ounce, too. And yeah, they do, and then yeah. they charge it again on the same. It's double. Yeah, it's doubled. Yeah, it's, so uh, then they charge it on the consumer teach, end. They teach but, you in like yeah. school when you're a kid right. that there's no double taxation. Yeah, there it's is. like one of the lessons. Yeah. There's what is it? No double tax and right. taxation without representation. Right. Yeah, we we're getting both. We're getting both. It's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> well, oh, for just to break, just to give you guys a quick breakdown of the Canadian system and the amount of taxes that go on, is there's um, between a dollar sixty to three dollars tax on a product per gram for flour for concentrates and it will go higher within the concentrates as well so that's per gram if they're selling it at a 28 gram value some of these products are only moving for a hundred dollars flat but they're being taxed with a dollar 60 before they even leave the licensed facility then when they get to the um the packaging facility and they get shipped out each province purchases this themselves there's two different ways of it being done within alberta our government purchases the products and then puts it up for the retailers to buy when they purchase the product there's a tax paid to the company because they're they're buying it to supply then within alberta when we or the dispensaries purchase it 
get hit with tax for the sales. And then there's the sales tax that gets hit on here. Now, that sales tax is essentially carrying over, but every single time there's going to be that administration portion that gets tagged out of it. Yeah. So there's always going to be money given. Alberta, we only have a 5% federal tax on it. They said no extra tax, no nothing, because they're getting it through the companies that are producing and through the purchases. Yeah. In some provinces, there's the provincial task tax and then there's additional so we're very lucky where we are mm. quebec has some some crazy red regulations every, every time they tax and it's like increases the price that yeah, much yeah. more all the way down the line yeah well exactly we're <laughs> instead of having a flat tax rate and having the product set at 22 dollars and be making i would i would have no issue paying a 10 percent luxury tax on cannabis or alcohol or anything if the cannabis was $15 cheaper on every product at the three and a half gram mark and $20 yeah. cheaper on the ounce because that 10% is going to go into the quality that I buy. If I pay, buy the higher quality product, I pay a little bit more on the tax. Right. Yeah, that's kind of the luxury that goes with it. Yeah. But if the cost of the product is reasonable, the tax isn't that big of a deal. Right. Right. Yeah, but, I just don't. It's like yeah, that's where the, the coastal politicians sun, uh, just yeah. have no logic at all when yeah. they're figuring it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, no, it's very just, illogical. Like you make you make more money off people buying two or three or four of those eights because they cost less for them, but you're dinging yeah. them four times on tax instead of trying yeah. to scrape the fat off the top with each one that goes by. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like you just exactly. cut that big slab. Let everyone know how big you're cutting, and you can go back every day and cut that same size. Yeah. Yeah. Like so in California right now, we have this extra problem. Um, one of the unions, we're not against unions. A lot of the dispensaries have unionized the workers, and that's fine. But there is a union who made a deal with the state when we legalize, and they get a cut of the taxes, even though they're unrelated to it, they get a cut. And it's a huge service union, and they're just going full force, blocking any attempts we get at lowering the taxes. So we actually went and demonstrated in front of union headquarters in LA, which was hysterical, really, if you think about it. We're picketing the union. Yeah. They, they just don't want to listen. Well, they just it's their own workers. <laughs> yes. Just a big, yeah. juicy cash making goose. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants in. Yeah. Um, Basically, uh, yeah, I want to go back to just grow, you know, grow your own, really. I mean, we have a small grow tent. We, I, well, we grow in there, um, some autos in the tent, and then I grow outside. You can probably get away with it during the summer up there, right? Yeah. Uh, Depending yeah. on where From, you are, more autos where I am, but yeah. like Ontario okay. and some of those areas, areas yeah. absolutely insane outdoor grows they can do yeah. in bc there's right. there's a chunk um yeah. along there which is canada's version of the emerald triangle okay. so on the west coast right. too so it gets that same mount that range to the mountain range yeah. it's yeah. literally our northern representation of it but we get a little bit more sunlight because we get those 20 hour days for some of the right. days for light right that's great yeah yeah, outdoor flowers pretty uh, for, for, amazing. For too. medical use, 
special or pediatrician, yeah. I'll say. I mean, because um, there's so many more terps and outgrown door. You grow, you lose right. a lot of the terps. Yeah, they tested door. the same, even the same, the same genetic. They're not sure in, why, but in light versus outdoor, and they absolutely came out with just tons more terps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have the what it takes they don't have natural light all but the, it's all good the information I mean, coming out is not, so much not to say the indoors um you know it's a choice you know if you have to have it yeah you have to have it you know mm -hmm. i'm not saying that uh, you would pass that up but yeah, i'm yeah. saying um for preference sake that you would um prefer to try to find some organic you know outdoor grown uh um herb and you'll be better for it you know Oh, yeah. it's it's really hard to compete with high quality outdoor grown, right? Like true tested. It's there's very yeah. very few indoors that could compete with that. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, they, hey, the indoor looks pretty. I mean, it looks substantially. Um, it looks like it would knock your socks off, and then when it doesn't, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is the best looking thing I've ever seen, and then it's only half of half as good as um what what it should be you know yeah, yeah. exactly it's just and like for up here 90 percent of our products are going to be indoor grow just due to the environment right so yeah you right still get the the benefits of the plant but there's so many additional factors with the outdoor where you get the communication with the bees and all of the other pollinating based insects that support yeah. plant growth that you can't emulate or simulate in your tent there's the yeah. natural movement of air that is so much more randomized than what you can simulate in your tent right like there's just mm -hmm. there wider yeah. array of color that's coming from the sun on the lights can't yeah. simulate that so in your tent, right? like there's yeah. so many different things that you just can't oh, simulate yeah. that you get all at the same time outside that it's yes. it's really tough to beat because it's just advantage after advantage after advantage if you can control the biggest setbacks yeah yes indeed right right <laughs> well it was awesome talking to you guys we we covered a lot of subjects and if people want to hear your story in full definitely suggest going and checking out the homegrown podcast because you two I, I couldn't oh, yeah. I couldn't expect to cover it better here than what you guys did there. He asked great questions and he really went through the story from start to finish really well. And I want to hype up that podcast because that's what guided me to bring you on here. And we were able yeah. to cover a little bit of a different side of your right. All right. Well, we got through the majority of it. Right? <laughs> we got through the center of it. Yeah. So yeah, we just wanted to thank you so much, you know, for having us on and like uh, letting us tell our story. I'm really kind of glad that we didn't do the same podcast as uh, um, uh, the Homegrown Podcast because um, yeah, this new um, part of our life is quite uh, 
more exciting actually to tell you the truth yeah my story um is what it is and it is um, a great one you know i mean it's just a great story for uh, the power of the plant and the healing power that it gives you it gives your body nutrition like uh, my wife said that 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 it needs and and your body runs on the endocannabinoid system so and the more you know um, the better you'll feel. And, uh, you know, if you're a non-user, you should really look into um, um, maybe uh, somebody that's more knowledgeable that can walk you through the process of entering this space as a, as a, medicin a medicinal patient, you know?